Back in the 1980s, there was a comedian by the name of John Lovitz that did a reoccurring comedy bit on Saturday Night Live about a, a pathological liar. Do you remember this? Yeah, that's it, ticket. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. It's been like three decades, over three decades, since John Lovitz did that reoccurring role on Saturday Night Live. And I can still remember it all these years later. If you ever had seen it, it was funny. Because he would tell these incredibly ridiculous lies that, you know, you knew it was a lie. And he just kept, you know, trying to get you to buy into the story. But it was absurd. And anybody with the slightest amount of common sense could see right through it. But see, today we have professional liars. We've seen them, you know, at the WHO. We've seen them at the CDC. We've seen them at the NIH. All of them. You know, Fauci, Walensky, everybody with with the vaccine effectiveness and, and its safety and everything else they've said that has turned out not to be true. They've been trying to stir up some fear on monkeypox with with some lies about we need to get people vaccinated. Yet the, the, the real secret is if you're not gay or bisexual, you are not in any kind of a risk group, period. But see, political correctness does not allow them to ever address that issue. And so they won't. They'll keep quiet about it and perpetuate a lie by omission in that particular case. Now, there's a guy out there. He's the governor of the state of California. You talk about a guy with some serious, you know, uh, self-delusion and illusions of grandeur. That's Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom a while back produced a, uh, a television commercial mocking the state of Florida and, and making the ridiculous claim that California had more freedom than Florida. Yet they are still in this COVID madness. They are still impacting how people can live. They can't even keep their lights on. They're demanding that you get rid of your gasoline anything and go all electric as fast as you can. And yet this out of the same the same day they tell you you gotta buy an electric car, they say, by the way, don't car don't charge your electric cars tonight. We don't have enough electricity. Turn turn your thermostats up to 78 or maybe even 80. Don't use any appliances. What a lie. Just as a side note. One of the radio stations that airs this program, KVOH, in Simi Valley, California, they have watched their power bill more than double because of what is going on in California. More than double. And that could be very unsustainable for them. I'm just telling you, it is going to have an impact. So for, for Governor Newsom to have the guts to talk about how other states are not as good as California. Guess what? The lights are on in Florida. Nobody's being told we have to shut down our usage of electricity. That you can't use your dryer or your washer or your air conditioner or if you do own an electric car, that you can't charge it. 
apparently Florida, which is a growing state, people are not fleeing it, even though Governor Newsom is trying to convince you to come to California because all the people that are producers are picking up and getting out of Dodge. Maybe he he needed to think that through, but I don't think his reprobate mind is capable of logic or common sense. He has given himself over to believe the lies. Now, our guest host today, Jim Calhoun. And I welcome you, Jim, once again to the program, Truth to Ponder. Thanks, Bob. And once again, it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. You know, it seems like during a week that goes by between the times I host this program, there's lots of things that happen in this world that really do need attention as far as being pointed out. And out of all the shows that I have guest hosted Truth to Ponder, I personally am going to rate this as the most important broadcast I've ever done as far as on Truth to Ponder. Because I really feel the handwriting's on the wall, and time is very short. And I want to give some facts and statistics, and also some anecdotal evidence, but I'd like to stay more with the facts and more of the known commodities and not speculate. But sometimes anecdotal evidence, if it's overwhelming, the only reason it's not being reported is it's because it's being covered up. And my perfect example of that is Hunter Biden's laptop. Everyone involved in the mainstream news knew that that laptop was genuine. So did the FBI, and so did the CIA, and so did everybody. Except the mainstream news said it was Russian propaganda. And the Democrat Party said it was fake, fake news, and said it was Russian propaganda as well. And so anything that gets swept under the rug, or not talked about, or denied, even though the anecdotal evidence is just massive, you know that there has to be some fire if you see that much smoke. And right now, the smoke is pouring out of Europe. And also, the smoke is pouring out of the drought-ravaged croplands all throughout the world. And what few people really realize is that what is not grown this year will not be on the shelf next year. We are basically eating 2021's crops right now. And in 2022, the drought has severely hampered crop production. And then on top of that, we have all of the quote-unquote accidents that are happening to all the food-producing facilities, the fires and the mishaps, the things that are happening that I think are planned. And so what I want to do this show is point out some things that are actually happening that you need to know about so you can protect yourself and your family, your communities. We have to start circling the wagons, folks. We really do. And while this show might come across as gloom and doom, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to prepare you. And I'll give you the solution before I even give you all of the facts and the data. The solution is getting right with God, and the solution is prayer. Staying true to your faith and praying. That is the best thing that the common person can do. Now, a lot of the things I'm going to talk about are from articles that were written by Michael Snyder. Michael Snyder has a great website called themostimportantnews.com. And a lot of people think that Michael is kind of a fear monger, and some people think that he's a doom and gloom guy. But 
in reality, I think he's just a realist. And he's a facts and figure, nuts and bolts type of guy. And I really trust his research enough for me to talk about some of his articles. And then I want to add some of my own opinions and also some of my own observations. But right now, Europe is getting ready to implode economically. And they've done it to themselves. And they've done it because I think that it's all a part of Agenda 2030. It's all part of the World Economic Forum and the smoke and mirrors saying that they're trying to pull so they can conquer the world without firing a shot. Of course, they want us to fire shots at each other, but they want to end up with all the spoils of war. And make no mistake, the World Economic Forum has declared war on the common people. Now, I know that's just my opinion, but everything that I've heard and read and seen leads me to believe that with all of my heart. And so what I would like to do is inform you as to what is going on in the world right now that we need to pay attention to and we need to not put our head in the sand. We need to stay very vigilant and we need to not look away from this train wreck. We have to look at this train wreck and see how we can maneuver through the wreckage in our own personal lives to where we can get through as unscathed as possible. I know that we're already being scathed. I know we're already being harmed. Just a quick example. The prices of everything, the sticker shock, it's just incredible. You look at almost anything in a store, and everything is overwhelmingly increased in price. And you take into account that the economies haven't really crumbled yet. They're getting ready to, but they haven't yet. And then also, out in the weeds, we have UPS and also some railroad workers that are threatening to go on strike, further crippling our economy. I'm not really sure on the issues what the railroad people have and UPS have. Maybe they're legitimate, maybe they're not. But it's a very poor time for a strike. But I guess there's never a good time for a strike. But right now, I think it's going to really hurt us. And so while I'm giving you these facts and figures, I need you to know that just around the corner, there are things that can tip things drastically towards the negative or the positive. But if they tip towards the negative then everything that I'm going to tell you in this show, you can take and probably almost double or triple the effect of how bad it's going to be. I did an entire episode of the Living Off-Grid Power and Information show, which is my show, concerning an article written by Michael Snyder. And the article came out September 5th of this year. And I really think that it's something that everyone should know about. The article is called, A List of 33 Things We Know About the Coming Food Shortages. And I'm going to go through this list rather quickly, but I think you need to know about this. You need to add all this together and know that if even half of this is true, we're in really bad trouble worldwide. First of all, he starts out the article with, things are far worse than you are being told. And that is really the reason I'm doing this whole program. Because we are not being told the truth by our political leaders, our banking establishment, our mainstream media. Nobody's telling us the real truth. And so we have to connect the dots ourselves. And so these 33 points I'm going to give you are basically connecting the dots. But we're potentially facing an absolutely unprecedented worldwide food crisis next year. But most people don't even know that that's even in the cards. 
but it really is. So I'm going to go through these 33 things, and I want you to take note of what I tell you. Number one, the winter wheat crop in the United States was the smallest since 1963 this year. And so 2022 was smaller in harvest than 1963. In 1963, there were only 182 million people in this country. Now there's 329 million. And every day, people are pouring across our southern border. And so that population grows every day. And so we're down massively as far as wheat. And wheat is in almost everything. Number two, the projected rice harvest in California is going to be 50% down, half of what they normally would do. Number three, the United States tomato harvest is going to come in over a million tons lower than a normal year. Number four, this will be the worst U.S. corn harvest in at least 10 years. Number five, year-end shipments of carrots in the United States are down 45%. So in these first five things I'm talking about with food, it's massively down. And so anything that involves tomatoes or corn or wheat or rice, anything like that, the prices are going to go up, but maybe there's not going to be enough to go around. Because I know for sure that when we have food shortages here in the Western world, that translates to massive starvation in the third world. And so some people in third world countries are going to starve to death because of these facts I'm going to tell you. And so people are already suffering. Number six, the year-to-date shipments of sweet corn is down 20%. Number seven, year-to-date shipments of sweet potatoes is down 13%. Number eight, year-to-date shipments of celery is down 11%. Now you might say, well, 11% on celery, that's not too bad. When you add that on top of all the other food that's not being produced, it's just another kick in the head, having another food product that's down. Number 10, almost three-fourths of all the United States farmers say that this year's drought is hurting their harvest. And this is in my wheelhouse. My harvest is down at least 70% this year, and I raise cows, and also I put up hay to feed my cows. And I'm going to tell you right now, when you go out and try to put up hay, instead of cutting nice, tall, green grass, we're cutting just shriveled-up stubble. And our farm implements are kicking up more dust than it is producing anything on the ground. It's massively bad. We haven't had any real rains for about a year. We've had no good weather as far as on a long term. We might get a slight rain and then go for a month or two of 100 degree weather with hot winds and then get another small rain. And all that does is keep some of the weeds alive, but it doesn't really grow anything. So I'm going to tell you right now that out of the three-fourths of all United States farmers that say that this is hurting their harvest, I'm going to add the word severely because I see it. The harvests are going to be way down. Number 11, thanks to the drought, the total number of cattle in Oregon is down 41%. For the same reason, the drought, the total number of cattle in New Mexico is down 43%. Also, thanks to this drought, the total number of cattle is down 50%. And Texas is a very large cattle-producing state. And also, 
Oregon and New Mexico have a lot of cows as well. And so them being down 41%, 43%, and 50% of just those three states alone is going to really hurt the beef prices as far as the consumer. Number 14, one beef producer in Oklahoma is now predicting that ground beef could eventually top $50 per pound. Now, I think that sounds really high to me. But even if it goes to $10 a pound, who's going to be able to afford ground beef at $10 a pound? let alone $20 a pound or $50 a pound. And it seems like this World Economic Forum, this Klaus Schwab, says that we will eat the bugs and they want to, quote-unquote, build back better. Well, before you can build something back, you have to destroy what's there. And I think that they're trying to destroy the beef industry right now. And one way to do it is to make the product be so expensive that nobody can afford to buy it. And you might say, well, people are getting rich at $50 a pound. It's not going to be the producer. It'll be the middleman somewhere down the road that's going to make the majority of that money. Number 15, at least 40% of the United States has been suffering from drought conditions for 101 consecutive weeks. Now, that was September 5th. And so you can add another week or so on top of this 101 consecutive weeks because the drought is definitely still here. And number 16, overall, this is the worst multi-year mega drought in the United States in 1,200 years. Number 17, Europe is currently experiencing the worst drought it has seen in 500 years. In some parts of Central Europe, river levels have fallen so low that hunger stones, which are stones that only reveal themselves in a drought because they're usually underwater, they're being revealed for the first time in centuries. And so when those stones are visible, traditionally, that means famine. Number 18, corn production for the entire EU could be down as much as one-fifth. Number 19, we're being warned that there will be crop losses in France up to 35%. So it's not just the United States. Number 20, it's being projected that crop losses in some areas of the UK could be as high as 50%. Number 21, it's being reported that there will be crop losses of up to 50% in some parts of Germany. Number 22, some farmers in Italy have already lost up to 80% of their harvest. Number 23, agricultural production in Somalia will be down 80% this year. Okay, now this is not part of this article. This This is my observation. With all these nations cutting off trade with Russia, and Russia and Ukraine are basically the breadbasket of Europe. And due to that war, there's not going to be hardly any grain exported out of those two countries. And so we're taking some of our largest producers in the world and taking them off the table. Then we're adding all of these miserable numbers on top of that. Can you see what's coming? I certainly can. And I'm trying to sound the alarm. Number 24. In eastern Africa, the endless drought has already resulted in the deaths of at least 7 million animals. 7 million animals in East Africa have perished because of the drought. The drought is in North America. It's in Europe. It's in Asia. It's in Africa. It's not good. Number 25. 
In China, they're facing the worst drought they have ever experienced in recorded history. And China has a very long recorded history. 26. India normally accounts for 40% of the global rice trade, but we're being warned that production in that country will be way down in 2022 due to the drought. And so the drought extends way into India. Number 27. A third of the entire nation of Pakistan was underwater after recent floods, and that absolutely devastated that nation. And the Pakistan foreign minister, in an interview, said that about 80 to 90 percent of the country's food crops have been damaged by the floods. They've simply been washed away. And so Pakistan is in very massive trouble feeding their citizens. 28. The prices of some fertilizers have tripled and even quadrupled. 29. One payment company is reporting that the number of Americans using their app to take out short-term loans for groceries has risen by 95%, which is amazing. Number 30. Demand that U.S. food banks is now even worse than it was during the height of the COVID pandemic. You remember all those long lines that we saw during the height of COVID? Lines of cars miles long just so they could go get some food? The demand is now so bad that it's even worse than then. Number 31. The World Health Organization is telling us that millions of people in Africa are now possibly facing the very real possibility of starving to death. Not just of being hungry, but actually starving to death. Number 32. According to the World Food Program, 828 million people around the world go to bed hungry each night. And 828 million people is an astronomical number. And number 33, the final one in this article, the UN Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, has publicly stated that he believes that it's likely that there will be multiple famines in 2023. And so, why is the news media ignoring all of this? Now, take a look at all those numbers. I know I gave it all really fast, and so maybe you didn't assimilate all of it. So, if you're listening to this as a podcast, go ahead and listen to it again. And also, if you have internet, if you have the ability to go online, go to themostimportantnews.com and scroll down to this article. And it was September 5th of 2022. And now we're starting to see civil unrest and food protests. And things are going to really start getting out of hand really fast. Now, just a really small example. Last night, I was out working really late, and I skipped supper. And so I didn't have supper till around 2.30 in the morning. And, of course, nothing is open, and I was on my way back home. And so I stopped at a gas station and microwaved two small sandwiches. They didn't have a price on the sandwiches. I just knew I was hungry, and I knew I didn't feel like going home and starting to cook anything. So I went up to the cash register, and he looked at me and said, That'll be 1247. And I said, What? He said, That'll be 1247. I said, For these two sandwiches and a beef stick? He said, Yep, the prices have went up. And although you might say that getting a meal for $12 is not horribly bad, I'm talking about microwave sandwiches at a gas station at 2 o'clock in the morning, whereas traditionally those have been about a 2 or $3 sandwich. 
because I've got them in the past. And at that moment, it really hit home how this inflation is taking everyone's money, just chipping it away, nickel and diamond, everyone's paycheck, to where they don't have enough money to afford anything. I talked to a man the other day that he has a brand new pickup truck and he paid $80,000 for it. And his monthly payment is $1,700 a month. I just shook my head. I can't even fathom that. And then you add the inflation on top of everything. I don't know how he's going to keep his truck unless he has an awful lot of money. Because every day our money is getting to be worth less. And we are losing all of our power to purchase anything with this money. And so things are looking pretty rough as far as the next 12 to 18 months. That's why I've been telling people to can things and to go out and forage and do what you can to stockpile some food. And I'm not trying to cause anyone to hoard, and I'm not trying to cause anyone to panic, because hoarding things and panicking doesn't solve anything. It just spreads the misery, and it's not good. But you need to really look at the supplies you've already laid back and take a really good close look and see just how long you can stretch that. You need to be able to stretch your food, I'm going to tell you right now, a year. I think minimal, you have to have a year's supply of food saved back. Now, most people don't have the money to do that, so I'm talking buying 50-pound bags of beans and rice and just staples like that. If you do that, you'll be able to get through a year. Buy about 150 pounds of beans and 150 pounds of rice and around 50 pounds of barley and wheat and dry corn and have a way to grind this so you can use it. I think that's going to be essential. And also, I'm raising some orphan baby kittens. I have a couple of mama cats out in the barn that have decided to abandon their, their brood. And I really take serious my stewardship of the animals here on this property. And so I'm raising these six little kittens. And I have them eating canned cat food. And the canned cat food that I was buying for 40 cents last year is now 85 and so the cost of that has doubled. I bought some beef from my grocer the other day, and it was $12.95 a pound for the cut of beef that I bought. And so again, I'm going to say we need to circle the wagons. And after this short break, I'm going to come back. I'm going to give you some more facts and figures, things to look at. Like I say, this show, I'm kind of pointing to a train wreck, and I'm telling you to look at the train wreck. Because, again, the only way we can get through the wreckage without being hurt too bad is to be able to see the wreckage and try to avoid it. And I'll be right back right after this. And, Jim, you are absolutely correct. It is like looking at a train wreck. You don't want to see it, but you need to see it. And a lot of people are trying to pretend that things will somehow all work out and everything will be just fine. Back in 2020, I, I remember distinctly as we began this radio program, so many people were, were telling me that, man, it's going to be great over the next four years. COVID will be gone. Trump will be staying in the White House. We will get the House and the Senate back. You watch. It's all going to be good. And then the election happened, and you know the rest. It is still one of the most unbelievable things to me to 
to think that Joe Biden somehow had a record number of votes nationwide. Nationwide. Didn't make any sense. And it still doesn't. And now that administration, if you even dare mention you challenge the election or disagree with the results or believe that there was obvious and evidence of cheating that the courts never wanted to hear, so they were dismissed on procedural grounds, not on the merits of the evidence, then you could end up like Mike Lindell and have your cell phone taken and have the FBI come after you while you're on a hunting trip. They're doing that to put fear into you because they are scared they're going to lose power. They know how to cheat, but they can only cheat so far. And if everybody in the United States that cares and worries about this nation would get out and vote and not stay on the sidelines, maybe things might get a little bit better. A couple of quick news stories I want to share as we go to the break, just really brief hits. In Wisconsin, to give you an idea of how bad this nation has gone, Wisconsin, I know you have some liberal and blue cities, but really Wisconsin, for the most part, rural Wisconsin are some great people. But their Department of Public Instruction, the educational arm of the state government, is now promoting transgender video resources and suggested reading aimed at preschoolers preschoolers this is under the heading of resources for gender expansive preschoolers this is the new lie being pushed on children who do not even understand sexuality and they have a video that they want three to five year olds to see and they talk about transgender ideology and one video shows shows the story of a biological girl who transitions her to a boy. Another video encouraged parents to allow young boys to dress as Wonder Woman for Halloween. This is the sick world in which we now live. That's Wisconsin. I'm telling you, just because you think your county or your community is safe, from all the weirdness and the strangeness and the transgenderism and all of the foolishness of face diapering little kids because they're COVID spreaders and everything else. Just when you think it can't get any, any nuttier, that comes out from Wisconsin. And this is the kind of reprobate idiocy, the reprobate, it's dangerous, that's being pushed on your children. Children. Why? Because the forces of hell, the forces of Satan, these that have given themselves over to the reprobate mind, I believe there are many people in government today. As I mentioned on yesterday's program, people like uh, Governor Prickster in Illinois, a man that is delusional, wealthy, and evil. And the damage he has done to the state of Illinois may be unrecoverable. Gavin Newsom in California, Joe Biden and his sidekick Kamala Harris in Washington, D.C. These people claim to be something that they are not. They claim to be some kind of a Christian, but they're phonies. Their actions, their administration, they betray them each and every day. 
we live in a dangerous time. I saw this little quick news story it was sent to me by one of the listeners to the program. He sends me the farm forum from out in his part of the world in the Midwest and this headline, is the Midwest due for another Dust Bowl? And of course, everybody would say climate change. Well, these Dust Bowls have probably happened over the centuries long before we came here. We'll talk about that later this week. By the way, new mailing address for the radio program. If you can help us stay on the radio, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio and mail it to P.O. Box 510. P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia. Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Virginia, 24319. That's 24319. If you mail things to the old address, it'll still catch up. We'll see you again after the break. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Ministry of Sozo coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. They're receiving a special free gift you can get and love in a moment. The Lord said, the Son of Man came to save men's lives, not to destroy them. He was correcting his disciples. They were ready to call down fire of judgment on sinners. But he said, no, I've come to save. That's the reason I'm here. That's my ministry. Well, it's got to be the ministry of his disciples as well. That's the point. If you're his disciple, that has to be your ministry too. You are here not to pronounce judgment or bring judgment on people and condemnation, but to save men's lives. Because the word here is sozo, to save. Messiah is the ministry of sozo. And so you have the ministry of sozo. Now, this is a good thing. It, it, it doesn't mean it's just a good thing, but it means it's your responsibility to sozo. And sozo means to protect people to lead people, to deliver people, to preserve people, to make them well, make them whole, save them. It's your responsibility. It's not just a nice thing. You've got a responsibility. That's it. It's your job not to avoid them, not to hold a grudge against them, not to be afraid of them, not to speak against them, not to fight them, not to make them say you're right, but to make them whole, to save them. That's your calling, to make them well. Are you doing that? Are you protecting them? Are you leading them? Are you blessing your loved ones? Are you making them well? The Spirit of Messiah will do that. If you are of his spirit, that is your purpose and your ministry as well. And if that's your ministry, then that's your anointing and that's your power from Messiah. But seek to fulfill it and God will empower you. That's why you're on earth. Do your duty. Fulfill your responsibility. The ministry of Sozo. Want more? Ask for Fire and Grace on CD. Now the free gift for you. What if you discover the place of the lost Ark of the Covenant? Well, something just as awesome and real. The Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. You will love it. It's yours free and Sapphire's guaranteed to bless your socks off. You get a free gift subscription to Sapphire's. How do you get these free gifts? Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, the Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation. I invite you to join with me in bringing it back to them. To bless those who blessed you and reach the unreached peoples from every nation. Blanket the earth through shortwave radio. It's the farthest way you'll ever touch the world. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Here's my address. Just write to The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Nice Jewish Boy, 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. You'll be blessed. Until next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Save him. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Tikvateno, 
Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to part two of this edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And during the show, I'm trying to point out some things that we need to look at and we need to be aware of. Because if we're not aware of something, then how can we address it? How can we fix it? And so this show is not going to be so much about fixing problems, but it's going to be about looking at them. And all of us collectively, as far as the Truth to Ponder family, the people that are regular loyal listeners, I know for a fact that the people that listen to Truth to Ponder are very thoughtful and very intelligent. Now, I know that because of the emails that I receive and the comments that I receive. So far, everyone who has contacted me is a cut above. And so I think that's representative of the people that listen to Truth to Ponder. We need to put everyone's brain in gear collectively. And you know how much brain power is put into gear when all of the listeners to Truth to Ponder really sit down and try to solve some problems? God gave mankind one of the greatest things that he created, and that's the human mind. And as you look around you, everything that's man-made, from the paint on the wall to the floor you walk on to the car you drive to to your phone and your television and whatever, whatever's in the room, everything that you see that's man-made was somebody's dream at one time. It had to be dreamt up and designed, and then it had to be followed through and made into a reality. And so literally, everywhere you look, you see someone's dream come true. That is absolutely a fact. And all of these dreams that have come true all started in that wonderful thing that God created called the human mind. And never, ever forget, you own one. And so it's time that we all used what God has given us between our ears. And we need to really look at these problems. We need to face them head on. Because I really do truly feel that the answer to your own personal problems lies within yourself. I think that we all have the ability to be our own man on a white horse, our own white knight. I think all of us have the ability to go in and fix the problems that we need to have fixed in our life. I think we have that ability to do so. But for some reason, mankind always seems to look outward for solutions to their problems. And I think each and every one of you should look inside Turn your attention inwards. And I have no doubt that many of the listeners of Truth to Ponder will be able to come up with a game plan that will help them and their families survive anything that's going to be coming. But what I want to accomplish in this program, I want to encourage you to turn on your intelligence, turn on that intellect. Let the juices flow, so to speak. We need to roll up our sleeves and get to work, and at least mentally get our head around this crazy world as much as we can. Because right now, things are so shaky as far as society is concerned that we have judges that are letting hardened criminals out because they didn't get a good night's sleep before the day of their trial, and 
it looks like we have a law coming in January 1st in Illinois that is going to outlaw cash bail. And so all these murderers and rapists and things are not going to have to post any cash for a bail at all, and they're going to release them. Now, what are the odds that these criminals are just going to flee? They're not going to lose anything if they run, and so they'll run. And so I doubt if any of these hardened criminals actually see a day in court. They'll get arrested, and they'll be released. Released right back into the population so they can continue to do what they did to get them arrested in the first place. Again, I think it's all planned to get we the people to revolt. And also, I think it's population control. And years ago, I lost a really good friend who happened to be a judge. When I told him that it looked like the only reason they were releasing people that were harming children was so they could go harm more children. And I told him it looked like they were using some of these criminals to help depopulate the world. And he looked at me and said, you really believe that? I said, well, give me another explanation. I said, I don't want to believe that. But it seems to me that the only reason you would let someone out that has raped and murdered a 12-year-old girl and then went out and raped and murdered another one, and then they let him out again, what in the world would they let that person out the first time for, let alone the second time, other than to go do it again? Well, he got mad and left, and I've never seen him since. That's been years ago. I kind of felt bad about that for quite a while, but the more I think about it, the more I think I hit a nerve. I think that is really what's happening, whether they realize it or not. And so we have things that are going to trip us up, potentially, because so many things are happening. It's almost like being a quarterback in a game, and you're going to throw a pass, and your offensive line doesn't know how to block. And before you know it, you have a nose guard and two guards and two tackles and a couple of ends and maybe a linebacker or two. They're going to have you surrounded. You're not going to know which way to turn. And one of them, if not all of them, are going to tackle you. Well, society is kind of like that right now because we have so many things coming from left and right and up and down. And we don't know where to look. We don't know where to duck for cover. And so I say don't duck for cover. Try to stand and face these problems. And again, that's what this episode is about, is taking a good look at what is there, dealing with what is, and not dealing with what we hope that it would be. And I don't know if the Queen's death in England is going to translate into anything different as far as society is concerned, but I do know that now King Charles, from the speeches that I've heard him give from his own mouth to the articles and things he's written, it looks like he's another globalist and possibly another lunatic. And I really don't know how much real power the royal family has, but I do suspect it's a lot more power than what is officially recognized them to have. And I know we have listeners from England. And to those listeners, I know they have a much better grasp of the whole royal family issue than I do. But I wouldn't put it past the new king to try something here. Try what? I don't know. But he seems like the type of guy that wants to go down and leave a legacy. I think he wants to make some headlines. That's all I'm saying. But when you take in all this drought and all the food production that's being disrupted, and then you add in the supply problems, the shipping problems, the possible strikes that are coming, and you look at the absurdity of our justice system that has no justice, 
And they call it a legal system, but I don't even know how lawful these people are because George Soros has helped fund an awful lot of campaigns putting an awful lot of people in a judicial system who are there for only one reason, and that's to destroy the system. And I doubt if these judges would let these murderers and rapists out without any cash bail if these people were going to go to their neighborhood where the judges live. But they know that they're not going to have any consequences because these judges are protected, and most of them live in gated communities. In some of the larger cities, they're followed by security guards. And so they're well insulated against the people that they're turning out to prey on we the people. And the reason I'm telling you about these laws that are coming and some of these things like this is that I just want you to know that we're not fighting just one thing. We're not just fighting hunger or we're not fighting inflation and supply problems. We're fighting that plus the fact that the people that are in our own hometown possibly might be people that should be behind bars but are no longer going to be. I'm not saying not to trust anyone. That's not what I'm trying to get across. But what I'm trying to say is, is watch your back. I think we're about to enter what I'm going to consider a dog-eat-dog type situation. Something that no one living has ever experienced before. And I think that everyone's going to have to be willing to be on a learning curve that's massive. And what I mean by that is you have to stay flexible. If you're one of these people that has to have everything perfectly lined up and everything has to be perfect all the time and you have to have all your hair in place and you never have a speck of dirt on your hand and everything's got to be just pristine, well, I think you need to start imagining things not being that way as far as 100% in your life. Because I have a feeling that some of the people that never want to get their hands dirty, they're going to have a choice, either get their hands dirty or perish. I really think we're going to hit that point. I mentioned earlier that it was my opinion that it was smoking in Europe. And if you look at what's being said and done in the parliaments of Europe, and you also see what's happening to their energy shortage that they put on themselves, Russia would gladly sell them everything that they would want. But for some reason, these quote-unquote leaders would rather punish their own population and smash their own economies. And even if you hate Russia, all that does is hand Russia a victory. Russia is going to destroy Europe without invading any other countries in Europe. And it's not going to be Russia actually doing the destroying. It's the people's own parliaments, their own prime ministers. The people that should be looking out for their population, they're too busy virtue signaling and too busy following what the United States is dictating to them, because I really do think that the United States has turned into a world dictatorship. That's just my opinion. And I see that some cities in Switzerland are going to fine you and threaten you with three years of jail if you turn your thermostat above 66. And so if you put your thermostat to 68 or 70, and uh, I guess the thermostat police would come and find out that your thermostat was set a couple of degrees too high, they're taking you to jail. And it looks to me like it's an automatic three-year prison sentence for just adjusting your thermostat in your own house. I really don't know about the temperament of what's happening in Switzerland, 
But I suspect that if they start hauling people away from their house because their thermostat is too high, you're going to see some very massive and ugly civil unrest. And then you couple that with all of the Democrats that are trying to start a civil war in the United States. I know that everywhere you look, it's just like you got to scratch your head and say, what is going on? What's going on in my country? What's going on in this world? Well, I think it's all planned, and it's meant to depress us, and it's meant to make us take a step back and maybe freeze and have that deer-in-the-headlights look so they can just run us over. And so I really think that as I started the show saying that the solution was prayer, I really think that that's our only answer. But also, it's the best possible answer that we could have for anything anyway, for any situation. But we need to be in prayer, and also we need to be a beacon of light, and we need to help spread the word of what's really happening. I said earlier that if all the people of Truth to Ponder would just put their head to these problems, that some of the listeners will come up with some really good solutions for the problems that least influence in their families. They can have an impact. And quite possibly, one of the listeners to Truth to Ponder might come up with something much bigger for the rest of us as well. I do know that God is in the miracle business. And in my opinion, it's going to take a miracle now to keep this world out of world war, to keep this world from famine, to keep this world from just insanity running amok. Because right now you have a large percentage of people that say they vote Democrat that think that men can get pregnant. Now, these are the same people that say, follow the science. I think that we have an awful lot of insanity. I think we have an awful lot of delusional people, and we need to pray for them. And if we can, we need to mentor some of these people and not preach at them, but lovingly, caringly try to inform them of how it really is. Now, I know that will end friendships, and I know that that's hard to do. But hearts and souls have to be changed one at a time. And I know that I've given up on the majority of the people that I've tried to at least wake up. But after trying several times, I know that I'm not going to bear any fruit. So what I do after that is I pray for God to send another person, that possibly that person will catch their ear, and they'll actually listen to the next person. I really do feel that there are answers here. I really do feel that there is time. I really feel that there is a way through this mess. But the only way that I see is by walking in faith, walking in truth, relying on the power of God, and concentrating on God's kingdom. Because actually, the kingdoms of this earth have always been suspect as far as corrupt, but right now, they're not even trying to hide it. And it seems like all of these people that are supposedly public servants are now wanting their public to suffer, especially in Europe. But do you know what's going to happen if people in Europe start to suffer? Well, the economy of Europe is going to crash. And then several weeks after that, our economy will crash because we truly live in a world economy. It seems like if you go buy a Chevrolet or a Ford or a John Deere tractor or something like that, 
Just look at where all the parts are made. The tires might be made in Europe or Asia. The starters might be made in Japan. The engine blocks might be from the United States, but the pistons might be from Europe. And that's on everything. Everything you look, even if it says made in USA, just look at where the parts were made. It might be assembled in the United States, but it definitely is assembled from parts made all over the world. Now, I'm not against world trade, but I am against being dependent on world trade. And I'm very much against any country in the world not having the ability to manufacture their own goods and services for their own people. I do realize that lots of countries are poor and they don't have the infrastructure to be able to handle some of the big manufacturing and the business that needs to take place to manufacture big ticket items. I do understand that. But the things that are day-to-day, rubber-meets-the-road type of items, I think that every country in the world needs to be as self-sufficient as possible. In my show, The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show, one of my main goals is to help my listeners become as independent as possible. Because I really think that there's going to be a time very, very soon, and this is my opinion, that we're going to all be knocked off-grid and we're all going to be fending for ourselves. Now, here's where I come in. I've been fending for myself for years. I've been producing my own power for years. If the power would go off everywhere, including the power that I make, I'd still be okay. I've set things up that I can operate without power. And that's very hard to do when you're running businesses. Now, when you look at my broadcasting, of course I need power for that. But I can easily generate the power enough to do the recording and editing that I need to do with my programs. But the issue is the massive amount of electricity that the shortwave stations take, as well as the AM and FM stations, and then also the Internet, the whole grid, everything. If all of that goes down, then it's going to be very hard for people to function, including myself. But on a day-to-day thing, non-business-wise, as far as taking care of myself and my animals and my property, I'm really well set up to live without electricity. But I know that I'm not normal at all in that regard. I know people who are in their 50s and even their 60s that have come to rely on their little gadget in the corner that they talk to. I think it's called Alexa is one of them. People are so used to talking to that thing and getting all their information that they are not using their own head and they're not getting up and walking over and grabbing a book and opening it up and looking for a definition. And everything that you can do physically actually helps you. And everything that you sit there and just do vocally doesn't help you that much physically. And so we need to be in better physical health and we need to quit relying on gadgets because I think the gadgets just might go away. But a little rabbit trail to these gadgets that you talk to in your house, who knows who programs them to say what? I think that there's such a massive psyop going on, and they're trying to bend everyone's mind to have kind of a group think. If everyone relies on these little computer things in their house and uses the information that they get from these things, then everyone will become like-minded. They'll have a hive mind. And that's one thing that we cannot have as a hive mind. That's why I said earlier in the show 
that we all need to turn on our intellect, not turn on our little gadget in the corner. Don't rely on the Internet. Don't rely on all these things. Start relying on your brain, what God has given you. I think that we really need to do this more than ever because right now I truly feel that humanity is at a crossroads. And I think the year 2040 is going to look nothing like the year 2022. It's either going to be better or it's going to be worse. And the trajectory that we're on, definitely we're heading towards worse. And as Michael Snyder said in one of his articles, that he got sticker shock when he went to the grocery store and he saw the massive inflated prices. And he commented that within six months, we're going to think that all these high prices we see today are a bargain. Well, I hope he's wrong, but I have a feeling that he's not. And so I want everyone to continue listening to Truth to Ponder. And if you can, catch my show, The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. And also, I invite you to go read some of Michael Snyder's articles over at themostimportantnews.com because I think that he's laying out things there that we all need to know. We all need to look at this because the only way we're going to fix it is to meet it head on. And the only way we're going to meet it head on is if we have all the facts and we're well aware of what is actually going on. While I hope I've helped someone today with this show, I always enjoy coming on to Truth to Ponder and helping Bob Beerman out. And if you would like to support Truth to Ponder with a financial gift, that would be absolutely fantastic. You can go to Bob's website, which is truth2ponder.com. That's truth2ponder.com. And then go to the support tab. Click on that, and it will guide you on how to electronically send in a donation to Truth to Ponder. But you can also mail in a donation, and Bob takes checks and money orders. You'd write the check out to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. And you would mail to Truth to Ponder. And we have a new address here, so pay attention. Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia. That's P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, 24319. And your support is very greatly appreciated. Well, again, thanks for listening today. I appreciate it. And until next time, everyone stay strong. Take a good look at what's happening right now in the world. Don't let anyone mislead you. Really turn on your intellect. Stay safe. Keep your powder dry. But most important, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.